In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on another edition of the Relis Podcast. I hope you all really enjoyed my bros, Pup Tits. Last uh, little installment, he uh, shared some stuff with us. It's really, really good. Make sure you check it out. It's the one entitled, On a Lighter Note. Uh, Great information if you're interested in maybe some books, TV shows, movies, things like that. Uh, Definitely check it out. I'm telling you, you're going to learn something in there you did not know. My boy Pup Tent lays some knowledge down on you. Now, this time it's going to be me solo again. I kind of had some things on my mind, some things I wanted to share. You know, so I'm going to I'm gonna rip it solo again today. And hopefully later on this week, Pup Tent and I can get together and do a little combo thing like we like it. Now, there's a lot of news going on right now, okay? The big news that kind of broke uh, yesterday was the FBI director coming out and saying, hey, Hillary Clinton committed at least over 100 felonies, but we're not, we're, we, we're not going to recommend to the DOJ you prosecute her. Even though she's clearly guilty of all these violations, we don't think you should prosecute her. Now, when I heard this, this kind of blew me away, and I was kind of, uh, you know, uh, struggling with it immediately there for a little while Uh, I just couldn't wrap my mind around like how there's two sets of rules for people in this country now I I knew we all kind of knew that but to see it played out on national tv in front of our eyes and the government pretty much just thumbing their nose up at us and saying hey we don't give a rip we're just going we're just gonna be straight up hey you know what if you'd have done this you're probably gonna rot in jail but since it's Hillary Clinton, we're going to give her a pass. And for a while, that kind of bothered me a little bit. You know, it kind of just ugh, eat away at me a little bit. But uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, I was reminded of something. Um, I should have listened sooner, but the Holy Spirit reminded me of something. And he reminded me of this. It's from John sixteen thirty three. I have said these things to you that in me, uh, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, I understand this isn't necessarily tribulation that we're going through, but we can see that we're not really living in the America that we once lived in or thought we lived in. 
this is no longer, you know, um, the land of liberty. There is no longer liberty. Liberty. There is no longer justice. And for the most part, we're no longer a nation under God. Now, don't get me wrong. There are pockets and sections or, or, or groups of people in this country who do unite under God and who put him first and, you know, this way it should be. And there's pockets of people who fight and want um, liberty in our nation and, and want to restore liberty in our nation. There are pockets and groups of people who fight for justice in our nation, but on the mass grand scheme of things and the scale of things, none of these things no longer exist in America. And when I realized that yesterday that we say this Pledge of Allegiance, that, you know, it doesn't mean anything anymore. There is no justice. There is no rule of law anymore in America. It kind of bothered me. And I would hope it would, you know, bother most Americans, but... I chose to let it dominate me too much of the day yesterday, and I shouldn't have let it dominate me for most of the day, but unfortunately I did. But when this popped up, it reminded me, when the Holy Spirit reminded me this, it reminded me that I'm not of this world. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. That my government that I currently have residing over me, the elected officials, that we have decided to put in office, they, they don't dictate my life. They don't tell me what I, what I can and cannot do. They don't tell me who I can and cannot be. They don't tell me what I can and cannot have. My God is the supplier of all of my needs. And I just want to encourage everybody else who was like me, who was kind of mad or upset about this. Guys, it... Yeah, I mean, we have a right to be upset. I mean, this is our nation. We have a right to be upset. That's fine. But we also have to remember that this isn't really the end, you know? <laughs> I know some of us, and, and even me, I, I was posting stuff all over Facebook. Like, I feel like I posted like 20,000 things. Guys, the, you know, my God is the supplier. He's, he's, the, hey, he's already overcome everything in this world. He's already overcome everything we're going to face in this world. Yes, if we continue down this road that we're going, we're spiraling into Marxism, okay? We, we, we're the turd circling the bowl right now. We're about to be flushed down in it. And yeah, times are going to get much harder. You know, things are going to be rougher. I mean, my goodness, the Great Depression was just the warm-up act compared to what we're going to have. We continue down this road. So... Yeah, tribulation is coming. Things are coming if we do not change directions. But folks, remember, he's already overcome it. The victory has already been won. So we got to remember a few things. We got to remember that. We also have to remember this. Isaiah 53, 5. Well, actually, we'll start with 4. Surely he... Our griefs he himself bore, and our sins he carried, yet we esteem, uh, we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement for our well-being, or 
peace, okay, uh, fell upon him, and by his scorning, we are healed. Now, that is what, that is the New American Standard Bible translation. Let me read you the English Standard Version. But he was pierced, and this is verse 5 here, he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Folks, our peace through these times, these these difficult times, has already been paid for. It's already been bought, and it's up to us to choose to live in that peace. We're going to have opportunities to get down or mad or upset or depressed or whatever about what's going on. But guys, let me tell you something. You have a choice to choose between peace or not. The price has already been paid for. It was paid for on the cross. Jesus paid for it, and it's up to you to live in it and operate in it. And in today's time, I'm telling you, it's huge with all the pressures that are being brought on us as Christians from the world, okay? So you have a choice. So so choose to live in peace, His peace. Now, the Bible also tells us in Ecclesiastes, if I can pronounce it proper, Ecclesiastes, ooh, difficult. <laughs> Three, eight, and, and this is just real simple. It says, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace, okay? Which tells us, hey, we got time for, there are time and seasons for everything. We know that. It's pretty simple, and it's self-explanatory that there's a time for peace and a time for war, okay? And our God is a God of liberty. He's a God of freedom. It's what our country was founded upon, Okay? We see that being stripped away, but we have rights. We have the right to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Rights that our founders put in one of our, our really our first, you know, uh, government document, governing document, the Declaration of Independence. We have these inalienable rights that God granted to us. He's the one that gave them to us, and he's the only one that can take them away. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have the right to defend ourselves and to fight. They also implanted in the second major, well, really there were others, but the founding document of the United States of America, the the U.S. Constitution, they implanted there in the Second Amendment the right to bear arms. Now, what this is, it's essentially... A utensil. You see, our founding fathers saw the forecast. They studied other governments. They studied the demise of other countries and how they fell. And they saw the forecast. They saw the rainy clouds in the future. And they said, we need to prepare. We need to give the people an umbrella to protect themselves and keep them safe from the impending storm that is coming. And the umbrella that they gave us was the Second Amendment. Now, this amendment protects us and keeps us safe from the storms that are raging over our heads right now. Now, we have a right to arm ourselves and a, and a right to fight back. And I'm not saying, hey, let's let's go in the streets and let's, you know, let's do something now. What I'm saying is they're coming. Okay, when you listen to this, I want you to envision me as Paul Revere. Hey, America is coming. 
The American government is coming. They're on their way. You need to prepare and get ready because they're coming. It's clear. It's evident. We see them off in the distance on the horizon and they're coming. Prepare. That's what I want you to know. Prepare. Not only with the Second Amendment, but even more importantly, spiritually, prepare. Because the battle that we're about to enter into is really fought before we ever step out on the battlefield. The physical battlefield, if you will. The spiritual battlefield will either win or lose this this for us. That spiritual battlefield is more important than anything else. It's more important than the Constitution, the Second Amendment, any of that. The spiritual battlefield, the battlefield in which we should be fighting in right now. We have to take up our arms and we need to hit the field. And what does that mean, Chris? That means prayer. As Christians, we need to fervently be praying for our country. We need to fervently be praying for our nation, our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, our families. We need to be covering this nation north, south, east, and west from shore to shore with prayer. That's what's going to win the battle for us. That's what's going to take us over. Yes, the war has already been won. We are already victorious, but we still have a job to do. We got to fight. And step number one, let's hit the battlefield with prayer. Let's prepare ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually. Prepare. Y'all are under attack. Whether you want to accept it or not, as Christians, we're under attack from all sides. So pick up arms and fight back. Quit sitting on the sideline and do something. You're called. You're told that there are times and seasons. Now is a time to fight. Stand up. Take arms. I know this is kind of difficult. Maybe kind of difficult for you to hear. I don't know. For me, it's not. Because I'm past that line in the sand. They, they've already crossed that for me. Okay, You've got to decide at what point is enough enough. At what point is that straw going to finally break the camel's back for you? At what point are you going to say, hey, that's just it. I'm going to do something about this. Because it's long past time for me. And I know for some of my family and, and my friends, and I know for Pup Tent too, it's long past time for him. We're on the battlefield. Let me guarantee you that. We're fighting the good fight. Are you? If you're not, I want to encourage you to get active, get after it, and start fighting. Get involved in your neighborhoods. You know, be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Be hands on. So that's what I really wanted to talk to you about today and kind of share. So I just wanted to encourage you. You know what? Don't let all these things going on around you get you down, get you discouraged, get you upset, um, or worry you. I don't want it to worry you. I don't want you to feel hopeless. I want you to know that there is hope in Christ. And if we just continue to dwell and live in Him, put Him first in our lives, get our eyes off of what's going on around us, <laughs> we have absolutely nothing. 
to worry about. All right, guys, thank you so much for checking out this uh, episode. Uh, definitely hit us up at relispodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you, get some of your ideas, thoughts, whatever you want to say. We just want to hear from you. So make sure you check us out there at relispodcast at gmail.com. And if you definitely want to save some money, you go into Disney World, or maybe you just want to learn something new about Disney World that you didn't know, check out moneysavingmouse.com. Some wonderful information is there for you. Hope you enjoy it. Can't wait to hear from you guys. And see you next time. God bless and relish. I'm an American.